Welcome to the Move With Momentum podcast, where we take business advice from industry leaders. Your scoreboard in business is your bank account. How uncomfortable do you think that makes people feel when they hear that? Personal development strategies. Whenever something seems crazy, we just do it and we make it work. And financial guidance. Go find somewhere where you're gonna get more value from being there than what you pay in. That's winning, Mm -hmm. period. To help you on your big life journey. Thanks for joining us. So, hey everyone, welcome back to the Move With Momentum podcast. This is a very special episode. Um, You have Bruce Breedlove here along with John Brooks as usual, but today we have Chris Ryan. Uh, Chris is the CEO of GoBundance. Uh, He graduated from the University of Texas back in 89, my birth year. So shout out to a great year for everyone. But Chris, I want you to introduce yourself. Give us a, a, a idea of your trajectory through business since college and just what you've accomplished to uh, land you the CEO position of GoBundance. So first and foremost, as I said a little while ago, uh, I want to thank you both for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Just in the short conversation that we've had, not only do I like you both, but it seems like we've already accomplished about a half day's worth of work inside of about 10 minutes. So for that, uh, I appreciate you. I'm grateful and I'm, I'm really excited to be here. In terms of um, my background, uh, I am a product of um, good parents, uh, maybe a misspent youth, uh, some great mentors, uh, and a, a strong drive uh, that was instilled in me as a little boy um, to be productive and, and find ways to contribute. The, uh, the story is, is pretty straightforward. I was born and grew up in New York. Uh, and as a child, there were only three things uh, that I was focused on. Uh, it was academics, it was sports, specifically tennis, and it was church. And so everything that I did was geared towards one of those three things. So uh, study a few hours every day, no choice, had to, parents' edict, uh, play tennis uh, seven times a week, again, no choice, uh, and went to church five or six times. And uh, it, uh, it prevented me from developing a lot of my social skills that I picked up uh, later in life. But it kind of instilled in me this Puritan work ethic and this constant need to be productive and strive, which can be both a good thing and a bad thing. We'll talk about that later on. But did that, um, went to uh, the University of Texas, expecting to get a full ride on a tenor scholarship. That didn't happen. Um, My parents declared me financially independent when I turned 18. Uh, And as both of you, and I suspect, Uh, your viewership knows fear is an outstanding motivator to get shit done. And so at the ripe old age of 17, I started my first company teaching tennis lessons to apartment complexes, corporations, tennis leagues and such, simply to pay my college bills because I had no money. Uh, And uh, probably for my undergraduate uh, years, which is, which is hilarious, Bruce, because you told me you were born in 1989. I got out of college as you were walking into the world, brother. So uh, what I learned in college was I liked to work. I liked to make money. I liked to be accomplished. Uh, oh, yeah. And there were academics. Oh, yeah. And there were women. Whoa. Right. So a lot of um, 
a lot of personal uh, uh, academic and professional growth. Uh, graduated from UT, came up to, uh, in Austin, Texas, came up to Dallas, Texas to go to grad school, uh, and then started yet another business with a college friend of mine. Grew that to about 120 employees, uh, sold it, uh, came across some mentors along the way that I'll speak about in a minute, um, spent some uh, time doing an earnout that never happened, uh, did some private public uh, equity work, uh, did some philanthropic work, and then um, uh, started some businesses with some friends. Fast forward to 2012, um, was with a buddy of mine at a breakfast. He asked me if I'd be interested in uh, running this organization called Tiger 21 uh, in Texas. And um, honest truth, my response to him is, okay, you want me to babysit a bunch of rich old white guys? And that was not uh, what he was asking me to do. Uh, but I, I did decide to do that, did that for eight years. Uh, resigned in May of 2020, um, uh, May 1st of 2020. And then David Osborne, who both of you know, is one of the three co-founders of GoBundance, um, waited a whopping 80 minutes before calling me on the phone and saying, you can't do anything else before you talk to me. Uh, and uh, then end of July, beginning part of August, uh, I joined GoBundance. And I'll tell you, um, I couldn't be happier with what I'm doing, not just for uh, the opportunity to lead the organization, but really in terms of why I'm doing it, which is to create value and significance, not just in the lives of the GoBundance men and women, but also have it positively impact their families and long-term their legacy. So I kind of glossed over a lot of stuff in that, Bruce. What uh, what would you like me to spend some more time delving down on? Actually, this is not something that I had listed, but you talked about helping the people in the organization execute their big life. Like having accomplished what you've accomplished, what's your big why now? Like what's the next thing you're looking forward to that you, you want to accomplish? So I can answer that a few different ways. Uh, let me answer it in a way you're not expecting. So my purpose is to help other people achieve their best and finest self and drive significance into their lives. And what's really cool about what I'm doing with GoBundance and the other projects that I'm working on is I get to pour uh, the tribe of millionaires mindset manifesto. I get to grab the elders, which are David, Mike, Pat, and Tim, and everything that they've created and I get to actualize it in the context of this organization. And success for me isn't how much money we make or how large our membership is. Success is how are we possibly impacting the lives of you as members, your wives, your kids, your legacy, and everything that comes along with that. So my big purpose in life is to help other people achieve the highest level of their success and significance that they can. I have a question for you, Ryan. How do you get people to realize their best self? Because you know, a lot of people out there, they talk, they talk, they talk, and there's very little action. So how do you take somebody who says they want it to actually having them realize it? And what's your involvement in that situation? Okay. So, uh, so let's go back 
to uh, me starting uh, in Tiger 21 back in January of 2013. So let me let me paint the picture for you. Average net wealth of one of these members is a hundred million dollars. Average. Average age. I am 44, 45 at this time. Average age is probably 55, 57. Um, they are infinitely more financially successful than I am. They've had more business experience, much less business success. So I feel outmanned and outgunned. And why the hell would they ever listen to me? And so I realized that me moving the needle in these folks' bank account has marginal return in so much as if a guy's worth $500 million, me putting another million dollars in his bank account doesn't really move much. However, if I could help him repair his relationship with his son, if I could help him work on health-related issues or relationships with his wife, with his uh, friends, if I could help him be more philanthropic, that stuff moves the needle of significance in their life. There's nothing wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong with building wealth. That's all fantastic. But, you know, uh, John, you and I were just talking a second ago about your newborn. Your newborn doesn't give a rat's rear how much money you have sitting in the bank account. He wants to know you're there. He wants to know you love him. He wants to know you want to be around him. And so I quickly learned that for me to be successful in the world of GoBundance or Tiger 21 first, definitely GoBundance, I needed to pivot off of just focusing about the financial and focus on the other forms of capital, which can be just as, if not more important, especially to folks who have wealth. And it was by doing that, to answer your question, that I was able to pour more of the significance piece, less the success piece into the lives of these people that were already ultra successful, but like all of us in life, crave significance. Mm. That's you shift their focus. You yeah. shifted the focus from wealth building because they've been so focused on that. These $100 million plus net worth individuals, they've been focused on their business and maybe other things to the side have, have been laid to waste. Is that what you're saying? It's, well, here's the deal. Life always comes at a cost. So you figure out what's most important to you and you'll notice that like a lot of, and I'll, I'll just use men at this point in time, for a lot of men, when we graduate from school, our egos are caught up in not who we are, but what we do. That's where we define ourselves. And so it's easy to get super excited about the job, the promotion, the income, the wealth that you're building. And there's nothing wrong with that. We've all been there. I sure as hell have. However, then life shows up. Typically, we get married. Typically, we have kids, but if we've kept our blinders on into just focusing about the work, we're great at that, and we can do that all day long, but then what happens? Um, we put on an extra five pounds every year. Uh, our, you know, our kids aren't getting to spend time with us because we leave in the morning before they wake up. We come back at night after they've gone to sleep. Our wife starts to distance from us because... She's doing her things with her girlfriends or whatever. And all of a sudden, we become almost easily subservient 
to this thing called our work ego. The reality is that our financial success is an important form of capital, no question about that, but it's not the only form of capital. One of the most influential books I have ever read in my life is written by one of my best friends, a guy named Michael Cole, and his book is entitled More Than Money. He wrote it in 2017, and he talks about six forms of capital, and the acronym is FISHES, F-I-S-H-E-S. And it's financial, it's intellectual, it's social, it's human, it's emotional, and it's spiritual. And if you're not thinking about those six forms of capital and in effect making investments, you will, it'll come to haunt you, right? Because again, you know, if one of, the, one of the things I talked about at the conference that we just did in Squaw Valley, uh, two things. Number one, the importance of relationships. You know, when I was reading your backgrounds and I was on your website and reading your bios, what came through, obviously, is the friendship you have with one another, <laughs> right? And, and don't, don't ever, ever take that stuff for granted because you think about the trajectory of both of your lives. And I would suggest to you, because of the friendship that you share with one another, and John, because of the friendship that you have with the CPA who was your girlfriend, who became your wife and is now the mother of your child, these relationships are insanely important to you. What's interesting is just because that makes total common sense to the uh, three of us on this call, it's not common practice. And, you know, I've known people with, you know, nine figure and 10 figure wealth that, you know, would be hard pressed to name two true friends that weren't family members. And so you have to find focus on all of these forms of capital. You got to pour in to your spouse and your children. You got to be a, you know, significant member of whatever communities, maybe it's charities, maybe it's athletics. Maybe it's your spiritual uh, uh, community. If you're not contributing, engaging, investing, and receiving from these other forms of capital, you're living a life that is not optimal. And to the question that you asked in terms of how do you help folks achieve their highest level of uh, a life and significance, it's by first educating folks and everything that we're talking about right now but it's also by helping them in the context of the education, helping them in the context of the experiences, helping them in the context of this tribe that we called GoBundance. It's helping them have easy access to all of those uh, different forms of capital, the pillars that we talk about in GoBundance and making it readily available and part of our culture. So everything that you just said, has completely validated once again, what we do every day at Momentum. Like you're, what we strive to do and to pour into these agents, we, you know, we started, John, we always say this, is that we started as a real estate brokerage. We're no longer a real estate brokerage. We're, we're a personal development company because we've found that as we've partnered with now 113 agents all over Florida, is that they all have unique issues. They have unique problems that we help solve, but it goes far beyond just real estate. 
And through John's partnership with GoBundance and through like his, his business success, he had all those issues too. And he's able to say like, hey, when you get here, you're going to have this issue. And we, we put things in place to, to fix it and get external people in here to help that. So like all everything, it's just, it's validating because so, people are so, so here's, here's what you're saying, right? And, and I'll, use, I'll use words that resonate with me. Let's see if they fit. So you have a highly successful real estate business. Congrats. Much more importantly than that, you have a platform that you have now chosen to build a community, a tribe, a family around. And just based on the limited conversation we had before we started this, I know for a fact that the two of you are interested in mentoring, in educating, in developing, and in bettering this tribe, this community that you call Momentum. It is such a higher calling for the two of you to do that versus be the two uh, employers, right? It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. The gift of what you're doing is so far beyond just the employment that you offer Momentum employees, you are just as I open this conversation, you're pouring into them to help them with their long-term professional aspirations, financial aspirations, relational aspirations, and with the legacy of their lives. It's one thing to have an employee. It's another thing to have a community of folks that at the end of your days, you'll know you helped all of these men and women and their families better their lives. It's a whole different ball of wax. And it sounds like the three of us get jazzed up for the same thing because at some level, we're all doing it. Yeah, what's, what's so crazy is we created momentum not to make money. It was actually to give away everything that we had learned from all these other amazing mentors and how do we give that away to everybody in our community who doesn't have access to that information, to the knowledge, to the experiences that we've had and pull them in and see if we can create some sort of energy and movement to get people to begin, like you said, going from success to significance. A lot of people come to us and they're having some success. They want to maximize it and then get to the next level of significance. Yeah. And that's, that is a human condition for all of us. Everybody craves significance. You want significance in your relationships. You want significance with your family. You know, we, we need to earn an income to, uh, you know, function in our society, to be able to afford the things that we need. But we're all here to build a life. And what you're providing, what it sounds like I'm hearing from the two of you, what you're providing to Momentum and to the listeners of this podcast is the ability for them to choose whether or not they're interested in uh, engaging with you to help them build a life. Because that's a, that's a much higher calling and it's a much, much harder task. But for me at least, and it sounds like for the two of you, it's infinitely more fulfilling than simply pulling a, pulling a paycheck every month. And what we found is that there's a void of true valid leaders in our market in the real estate space. We, John and I were just talking earlier today and, and to be a leader and, and this is something, something John told me this always sticks with me is leaders simplify. 
And in the real estate industry, I've never been an agent. I've never been a producing real estate agent. What stood out to me is just how the, the, how noisy the industry is. So for, for we filled a void for agents who, like John has said, have had some success and, and don't know what to do next to connect them with, with people who can, who can help them find significance and fill out all the rest of the parts of their life that may need help. Well, because Bruce, when you're an entrepreneur and you're a solopreneur, independent contractor, it can be really lonely, like yeah. really lonely, especially when you're hyper-focused on doing, you know, just sales and the amount of energy and time it takes to get over the hump to really get something moving with momentum, no pun intended. It's a lot of work. So usually, you know, as Chris was saying, like, you know, sometimes these other balls that you have in the air start falling and breaking your family, your relate, your relationships, your health, and to really figure out how do I have it all at once and kind of have not necessarily balanced, but recognize what is important to me and how to go about that. And sometimes it's just a matter of having a platform that asks you those questions all the time. So you have clarity on what you need to do next or what you want to get out of this life, because it's so short, man, it could be taken away at any moment. And you need to make sure that every single day, you know, if I go out today, I'm good. And I did everything I did and I could maximize it. And some people are going through life just floating through without really taking advantage of everything that it has to offer. And so if we can be a platform that kind of opens the eyes saying you can do it this way and you can have that too. And look, there's somebody that's done it and we can get you in connection with them. We can show you how to do it and uh, really help them go from, you know, where they are today to having success in business, to being able to transform that into impacting their community in some sort of way. That's what gets us all pumped up. I mean, we were just on the call conversation this morning is like, how do we create a charity and start, you know, buying a cash flowing asset so we can give to charity? Like those are the conversations that are really, how do we have an impact on our community? And it's not just about the, the money. We like the financial success, but we also want it what it can do to transform a community because it's like money is like fun bucks, right? <laughs> you can just like, it literally just says fun on it and you can just spend it on whatever or good. You write good on it. It can go do something that's good. It's, it's um, a walking piece of energy for you to, to do whatever you need to do. And, and the more of them you have, the, the more impact you can have in a lot of ways. And so that's why we focus at momentum. The first thing is, is on the financial platform because we do live in a financial world and our agents do need to have an income to support. And a lot of people sure. have businesses that go like this and we're trying, we're helping them figure out like, how does it just go like this exponential and get out of that trap of, you know, busy, not busy, busy, not busy. There's an entrepreneurial trap there and break through to the other side. And what's, I really like what you said, John, and what I want to spend a second focusing on is making people aware of what you're talking about, because, you know, like any good 12 step program, the first step is, hey, I have a problem. I have an issue. But so many of us, as we talked about earlier, put these blinders on. I can work. I can be productive. I can bring home the bacon. Fantastic. What are you forgetting? I don't know. I'm just working. I'm doing what I need to do. And then they wake up. It's 30 minutes or it's 30 years later. And, you know, their wife's leaving them or their kids don't know them or, you know, they, they, they're a diabetic because they, they haven't focused on their health. All of these things can catch you as you get older in life. The gift and the absolute joy of GoBundance is whereas with Tiger 21, I was dealing with folks in their 50s and 60s. Yeah. You know, with all due respect, Bruce, nothing personal, but I think I got 10 issues older than you, brother. 
So, so come on, right? And, and part, of, part of my journey in my significance is if I can help the GoBundance members, the men and the women of GoBundance, avoid one or two of those pitfalls, maybe, John, to your point, make them aware of something that they could be completely oblivious to, not, no malice, no malintent, simply just not aware of. If, if, if lovingly, you get a kick in the side of the forehead that says, if you're not focusing on your wife and your kids, philanthropy, your religion, your belief system, your community, if you're not focusing on that, what are you doing? Right. And so that, and it's, it's done in a caring, uh, supportive, uh, uh, encouraging way. But as, as you know, John, one of the tenets of abundance is we are fiercely accountable to one another and we care enough to hold each other accountable to the stuff that we talk about we want to do. Ah, I got to lose 15 pounds. I got to spend more time with my wife. Well, three months later, we get together, we meet again. One month later, we get together, meet again. What have you done about it? Uh, nothing. Okay, come on. So it's, it's that community and that awareness, which I think uh, really helps the GoBundance members get to that higher space, that next level that we're talking about. Yep. And, and we have spent so much time and effort emulating that system of, of accountability inside of Momentum as well, where agents are holding each other accountable to the actual tangible things in their business that's going to move the needle and translate to success in their business. So I want to, I want to, this is amazing. I wanted to switch gears just a tad and your success. If you, because again, our audience, our, our audience is small business owners, right? In your expertise, what does it take to be successful as an entrepreneur? So the most important thing is relationships, bar none. And let me, let me explain that. So the reason I'm the CEO of GoBundance, the reason I'm launching a multifamily office, the reason that I have achieved probably 90% of all of my success in some way, shape, or form is attributed to a relationship, a friendship, a connection that I've had. Now, I can work my ass off. I've been up since about 3.15 this morning. My last call gets done about 6.30 uh, tonight. And I, got, I have no problem working as hard as anybody else, but I'd never do it in a vacuum. Perfect example is the call that we're having here right now. We're having this call because relationships, not just with the Go team and with Colin who helped set this up, but with David Osborne to get me to GoBundance. And I never forget, I never take for granted, I never mistakenly put my ego in front of the relationships that have given me the opportunity and the blessing of doing what I do. And so I am, I am very protective of, I am very um, uh, investing of, I am very caring of the relationships that I have because you know there are, there are people in my life that I've known since I was 10 years old and that I met a week ago that I will maintain those relationships throughout life because there's no telling where personally, professionally, with my, with my, I have a daughter, a 19 year old daughter with my family, when I will need to call on them, when they will need to call on me. And I find that my life is unbelievably rich, well beyond what I ever deserve, strictly based on the relationships that I have. So that would be my answer to you, buddy. That's extremely valuable to, to the people who, are we're partnered with and who are listening to this. So thank you. Um, so we, we find a lot and something that you said rang true is that, you know, 
my biggest problem as someone who brings in people to momentum is, you know, they're not aware of the problems that they have. Okay. And I, I, I struggle with finding a way to shake that tree and shake them loose and to try to get them and, and say like, Hey, we have this amazing thing going on. We can help you. So, so what's your advice for someone wanting to get to the next level of in their life or their business? Like, what would you tell someone who, who asked you for advice? Like, how do I get started or how do I level up? So a few things. Number one, it is infinitely more important to be interested than it is to be interesting. Ooh. So, so as, a, as an example, right, I wanted to learn everything I could about both of you before this call. So we talk about Pokemon. We talk about all, all the stuff that we talked, we've, we talked about. And, and I got nothing but an insatiable curiosity to see how these two, you know, super successful younger guys have done their thing. And so I ask a lot of questions for no other reason than I want to get to know you. My first sense is I like you both a lot. And then my thought in my mind is what can I do to help you? How can I, how can I make your life a little bit better? And what's interesting, and I've been accused uh, of being a little Pollyanna-ish with this when I was younger, but there's no agenda. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. I'm not transactionalizing our time together. I'm relationalizing it. If that's even a freaking word, probably not. It is not. But you know what I mean? So, so here's, here's the gift. I'm convinced that this world among many things is fair. I'm also convinced that the more good that you put out, the more that it comes back. And it never comes back the way you want it to. It never comes back how you expect it to, but it comes back. You know, we're going to spend this hour together and then, you know, hopefully I'll see both of you in July because we talked about that. But if I do or if I don't, doesn't matter. I'm happy to do whatever I can to help you. And that's that's good enough for me. So adding value on the front end. And, and again, you're you're leveraging the relationship. It sounds like there's a little bit of, of that in this answer, too, is that you're just you're just unabashedly giving away value, not expecting anything in return. But ultimately, it will come back to you. Like you said, not how, not how you want it to or not how you understand that it will in the future, but it will. Yeah. And when it comes back, what a pleasant surprise, <laughs> right? You know, and it may, be, it may be something a year from now where, uh, Bruce, you and I haven't spoken or, and, and you've got things going on. I got things going on, but something triggers you a year from now. And you're like, you know what? Chris Ryan could really benefit from something like this. Here you go. You know, I just right before, right before I took, uh, uh, I took this Zoom call. I got a uh, Facebook Messenger message from a buddy of mine who I haven't spoken to in two years. He's up in uh, New Jersey. He is a young entrepreneur. He was actually the U.S. ranked number one. I'm not making this up. Gelato chef. (laughs) For real. Right. So uh, my buddy Mike is the number one gelato chef in the United States. And he won that competition at the Brickle Center in Miami in uh, 2019. And as insane as his next statement sounds, I was one of the uh, U.S. World Master Gelato judges. Don't even ask me how that happened. However, he calls me. He's like, Chris, I've been watching you, following you, seeing all your GoBundance posts. You know, I got multiple stores. I got multiple pieces of real estate, but I can't talk to my high school or my college friends about this anymore because it makes me look like an arrogant ass. 
And he goes, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I got you, right? We'll bring you in to go abundance. You know, we'll shower you with relationships, with investment uh, education, with potential investments, with ways to connect. Uh, his wife, um, Brianna, they're expecting their first uh, two in uh, August. And so, you know, I haven't talked to him in two years, but it doesn't matter. And he's coming into GoBundance and he's going to be a great GoBundance member because I know who he is. My point in all this stuff is it's all relationships. And if you try to transactionalize your friendships, if you try to play zero sum where, Bruce, you got to win and I got to lose or I got to win and you got to lose. Or every time I call you, I have to ask you for something. I need to, to emotionally take a withdrawal from the relationship deposits or the relationship bank account. That's not a relationship. That's a business transaction. And I believe that long-term value is driven off of relationships that don't have to have a dollar and cents behind it and where nobody's keeping score. Yep. I love that. So kind of a follow-up to the last question, um, you know, because you've seen people yourself rise up through the ranks, but you see people with GoBundance come in with issues and problems that they need solved and have them solved and break through. What's the most common limiting belief or limiting behavior that people share that you see before they break through? That's a really good question. So I think people, I think it's easy to mistake our problems for problems and not for our opportunities. And let me speak to that. So um, I told you uh, when I turned 18, my parents sat me down in my dorm room and said, we love you. You're wonderful, but we're not paying for anything more than your first semester. So get a job, drop out of school. You can go wherever you want, but you can't go home. And like I, like I said humorously before, fear is a great motivator, but it also caused me to have to reach down into myself and go, okay, now what? I got three months, four months to figure it out before I'm paying my own bills. And so you either rise to that occasion or you don't. And you think back with both of your lives over some of the biggest positive swings, I promise you there was a challenge, there was a problem, there was an obstacle, there was a holy shit right before that, that you had to work through. And so in the, in the reflection on the lessons of our life, our problems oftentimes are our greatest teachers because you never find out who you are, what you're made of, what your metal is like more than when your back's up against the wall, you're staring down the barrel of whatever obstacles in front of you and you got to figure it out. You know, if, if, if I can go a little deep on this next statement, you know, I turned uh, 18 uh, shortly after my parents told me that they were going to declare me financially independent. And I realized I needed to make an income and I needed to be financially savvy because up until that point in time, I had made money and put it in a bank account, but really hadn't dealt with expenses or any of that stuff because there was always mom and dad to take care of it. And so uh, I started reading all of the uh, invoices and bills that I would get from the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, and I realized uh, that I paid this thing called the, the student services fee. It's like 420 bucks. 
And 420 bucks in 1985 money was like $5,000 today. An insane amount of money, right? That I didn't have, by the way. And so I looked at it and it's all these student services, intramural, uh, 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 the concerts that we would get discounts to, yeah, 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 yeah. and they said counseling. And so I'm like, what's, what's counseling? And so I saw, I saw the student counseling center. I walked in, I'm like, okay, you know, I got some anger issues. I got some abandonment issues. I definitely got some fear issues. I got some inadequacy issues. And so I wound up getting uh, about three years worth of counseling through uh, the University of uh, Texas. And fast forward to my time at Tiger 21, one of the most important things that I could do with these Tiger 21 members is listen to them, hear them, validate them, and talk to them about typically what were non-financial issues, problems, challenges they would have. The gift in this is that for most of the momentum folks, most of your listeners, they, their problems, their challenges are not just business and money challenges, although that can exist. Oftentimes, they're life challenges. It's relationships. It's tough decisions. It's where are we moving? What are we doing? You know, parents may be getting older, failing health of somebody, God forbid, death in the family. It's those kind of issues. And what I learned a long time ago by listening by validating people and making them feel important, by genuinely wishing for their best uh, self and the best outcomes from them, we could kind of co-author oftentimes what are the solutions to those problems. And then three things happened. The first one, their stress level went down considerably because now they have a path. Number two, they've learned something. So when this shows up again, they can deal with it. And number three, and especially as it was done for me, I've had mentors help me and pour into me. And now I feel a very real sense and obligation to do the exact same thing for others. So it's a gift. Our problems are gifts that if we handle them rightly, can become opportunities that we can pass along. So that would be the advice I would give. That's amazing. And something that jumped out to me there is you mentioned that we've all had that holy shit moment. When you said, I, 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 when you said that, I went back to my holy shit moment. When I, w- I, I had no money too. We were financially independent at the same age, man. So we share a very similar path to through our ch- childhood before we could make decisions for ourselves. My circumstances were a bit different, but I had that holy shit moment that you mentioned. And I, I remember it very vividly and go back to it often. And when I'm at crossroads, so that's, that's huge to know that we share that. Yeah. I've had so much therapy that I'm desperately still trying to forget about it, brother. Just say it. (laughs) What do you want to add, John? No, I just think it's such a, such a humbling um, conversation about, and Chris, you're simplifying all of this so much into, you know, it's about relationships. It's about everything touches everything kind of, you know, mentality and, and just pouring into people and not expecting anything in return and walking around through life, just being this value creation machine for everybody, just putting out good karma here and here and here and here. And here. If something comes back to you, wonderful. If it doesn't, you did the right thing and you got it out there. I think that is just such a wonderful worldview um, that I, I, that's why I love talking with the Go Abundance guys. Every time I talk to anybody in Go Abundance, I'm here. And then it brings me up here and my mindset gets better and I get better and I have more impact. And, uh, 
And I can definitely say that, you know, the people that I've met in GoBundance have pulled us up to create these businesses. And through these businesses, we're able to make impact and on all these different people's lives. Like you said, it just has this multiplier effect through, you know, you help this person make more money and, and have a different conversation or think differently. Then it goes to their kids and then their kids go to school and then the kids at school are, it literally just flows right through. And so the key is just getting around that group of people that are really going to encourage you to put the mirror up and reflect. I mean, it is so, and then you're so genuine, like you share very authentically and, and to be able to, to have that come across with other people, I think is so important because many of us create this ego or this mentality where they have to keep everything up and in, in up with the Joneses. And, and now you're here, you're here talking with the CEO of GoBundance that's being, you know, humble and, and being transparent with, you know, I got therapy, I got this right. So um, I just think it's, it's really cool and, and I appreciate it. And that's something that I would like to do as well is, is follow the footpath of the, the footsteps that you're going through um, right now and, and be able to give back you know, to other people. I think that's what it's all about. You know, it's, um, so with all of us, man, life's the journey and we all have, uh, we all have down moments. We all have moments where we feel inadequate or we feel uh, unworthy. I have many. Um, and yet I think about what are like the big tipping points. And this may be something that your listeners would be interested in. In 1996, uh, I was a, uh, a founder of a CEO group called CEO NetWeavers. Uh, I was co-founder with a number of other folks in Dallas, Texas. And we had this guy come in. His name is Bob Buford. And he spoke about a book he had just written called Halftime, which is the tagline is uh, 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 man's journey from success to significance. And I'm, I'm a whopping you know, 28, 29 years old at the time. And he really was speaking to an audience that was going through the equivalent of the stereotypical male midlife crisis. And so uh, uh, I listened to this speech and it absolutely touched my soul. And I'm like, wow, I got to find this guy. And at that point in time, no idea of where he lived, no clue. Serendipitously happened to live in Dallas. Um, it took me almost a year to get uh, an appointment with him. And I would call about every month, speak to his secretary, BJ, Busy, 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 busy. Finally, he would sit down and visit with me. I sat down, brought a copy of the book. I said, I need three things. Number one, would you please autograph the book? Uh, number two, what can I get you to drink? And number three, I am completely unworthy of making this ask, but I would love for you to mentor me for as long as you see fit so that I could learn to do to others what you just did to me. And I remember this like, long pregnant pause so much so that i was getting uncomfortable anxiety was rising feeling like i was a complete idiot and he's like done i'll do this for as long as i can and i became a disciple of this guy for about three three and a half years he had a unfortunately he had a stroke and, and after that he couldn't sit down and visit we would we would go to this place called la madeleine this french bakery have a caesar salad with way too much bread and and so much iced tea that I think both of us were floating out when we walked out the door and we would just talk about whatever. Now this man had, he was insanely successful. He was insanely busy. He had tons of stuff going on yet. This man made time for me for three and a half years. And what he did is he put all of his goodness and all of his thinking into me so that then I could become a beacon 
for others. And so I not only find this to be my calling in life, what I've been put on this earth to do, but candidly, given the investment that he and others made in me, I think it's my responsibility. And because I learned a long time ago to put my ego aside and lose it so that I could be the true, authentic, kind of just real self, like me or not, um, I find that if I just show up as my genuine self, you know, warts and all, that people will respond to it. Uh, it seems to be working. And it gives me the opportunity to have a conversation with the two of you that otherwise it's easy to bullshit, right? You know, there's a, there's a David Brooks video that's my favorite TED Talk of all time. It's five minutes and two seconds. You guys may know it. Uh, he has a TED Talk entitled, are you living for your resume or your eulogy, right? And everybody wants to live for their eulogy. You want to be talked about, John, you're an outstanding father. You're a great husband. You've been a great son. Bruce, you've affected the lives of so many wonderful, wonderful people. Versus, I crush it in Microsoft Office, right? Just as an oversimplified funny. But the net net is we talk about wanting to live for our eulogy, but we act and we behave like we're living for a resume. I will not be guilty of that when I hit the grave. Promise. That's powerful. Everyone needs that. This is this this is so far transcended real estate business. Every human needs that. This advice that is that is happening right here. This exchange. So thank you for pouring into us like others have poured into you. I have one last question because a lot of the business owners that we are partnered with don't have the opportunity to rub shoulders with the, the, the people who have the wealth that you have spent the last couple of decades rubbing shoulders with. If we could just flatten that and you could share what, what the most common attribute for all those ultra wealthy people are, and maybe, maybe it'll cut the learning curve for, for people who want to get there. So um, everyone who I dealt with uh, in Tiger 21 was a insatiable life learner for the most part, almost to, uh, 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 almost to a unanimous level. They all were able to take their ego aside and separate themselves from their businesses, specifically to focus around those other forms of capital, Bruce, that we talked about earlier. Um, they were all relational. And so they focused, even the guys who were the hedge fund managers, or, you know, I had a, I had a, a absolute bulldog of a lawyer in my group, but they all understood the importance of relationships. And uh, over the eight plus years that I was there, they all learned um, how to help not only themselves, but equally importantly, each other in this journey towards significance. I love it. It's as easy as that. <laughs> well, I'm out of question, guys. Is, John, is there anything you want to piggyback off of or, or ask follow-up questions? We're at about 50 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, uh, your story of reaching out to the mentor that you were seeking was su that speaks to me so much because I always like I, I look up and I say like I want to like I go to something I get inspired by and I'm like how do I become like that person. Do you know what I'm, do you know, like, how do I become like that person and have the influence that that happened with Gary Keller? I cold emailed. Yeah, him yeah, yeah, five, yeah. Like five times 
and was like, can I just get in the room? I just like, I will serve coffee. I will clean up afterwards. I will do this. I showed up with a, with a card and a gift and a custom t-shirt um, that I made for him that, you know, had our, had our company name on it and everything. And, and uh, he let me in the room. I, I hounded his admin for some time. He let me in a room and I've built relationships with like maybe five or six other guys that are also go abundance guys. And we're still connected. And I was like, dude, that guy let me into the room that I shouldn't have even been in. I basically begged my way in there. Um, and, and it worked. And so that story, you know, the power of reaching out and asking for help. I think a lot of people miss that point where like, if they see something, they need to go at it. And not just once, like you got to keep going to get into that room. And like the first time I was in the go abundance room, I was so nervous. I was like that sweaty kid in the corner trying to take notes and like not make eye contact with anyone. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm probably like not the wealthiest person here. And like, this is like probably, you know, a bunch of rich white dudes off in the forest, you know, doing who knows what. And I had all these like beliefs and then like people started coming out of the wood. And I'm like, these people are just people like me with the same problems with the same. And, and they're all just trying to get better. It didn't matter if you had 1 million, 10 million, 20 million, the same problems that we experienced the same problems that Gary was experiencing, right? Like, cause you, you talk to these people, it's just, they're just like you. They're just looking to maximize their impact using their specific skill set. Um, while, while they have the time and energy to do so and the health to do so. And so, um, that story that you told us totally relates to me and, and, you know, just makes me think now, like who I haven't done that for a while, like who else am I looking up to, um, other than, you know, the, you, the go abundance tribe and everybody else, like, how can I shoot for the stars again? And then kind of like, you know, pull myself up and then lift up everybody behind me. And that's, that's just like opened my eyes to realize, like, I need to start start looking ahead again and, and seeing what, what's possible. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. And that never changes no matter how old you are, no matter how successful you are, no matter how accomplished you are, I'm doing it. I'm doing it today. Right. So, uh, Michael Cole is one of my very good friends. We're in business together. I think a world of that guy, I have totally asked him to mentor me as it relates to the whole more than money platform. And he's doing it. And, you know, probably no different than you and I, the way we got started doing this is we, we put ourselves out there and we're vulnerable to say, would you please help me? And I could just hear it in your voice. You totally put your ego aside when you were talking to Gary. I totally, I had no ego to put aside when I was talking to Bob Buford. And here's the deal. I don't know if they took pity on us or if they saw a spark of themselves yeah. in a younger version sitting across the table from them, asking them for help. And it's amazing if you're relational, if you're not looking to transactionalize it, if it's not zero sum, if you simply ask people to help you, it is amazing the response you get. And the biggest, the biggest challenge for us asking for help, especially as men, more often than not, is ourselves. Mm. Right. And if we can break our ego free so that we can honestly and openly ask for help, who the hell knows? You know, who is the next Gary in your life? Who's the next Bob in my life? And why aren't we asking? Yeah. Right? I have a question on this, Chris, because this gets yeah. crossed all the time. This is like my number one frustration in business is I can see the potential in somebody that's within our organization that has the potential. They're, they're maybe operating here and they could be here and, and blow it up. 
And I find myself wanting success for that person more than they want themselves. And it's just something that drives me crazy. And maybe it's a story that I'm telling myself and my own identity reflecting on other people and I'm projecting, but like, what, what do you do in those circumstances where you, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you relate to this at all? Man, like- do I, do I relate to it? I think I've lived this. <laughs> so, so here's, here's the good news and the bad news. The good news and the bad news is it is not our responsibility to jack somebody else's reality. Where this will play into all three of us is as parents. I got a few years on you. I got a 19-year-old daughter. I have all kinds of expectations. I know she can do this, 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 this. Who the hell am I to lay that onto her? The only, my daughter's name is Bishop. The only person Bishop needs to be is Bishop. The only person that she has to satisfy is Bishop. Not not her over-controlling dad, just ask her. So at the end of the day, what, what I have chosen to be in my life to varying degrees of success is I'll be the beacon, I'll be the teacher, I'll be the lighthouse. But unless the student's there, unless somebody's in the boat wanting to go past the lighthouse, that's totally okay. And the acceptance of that has probably been one of the most it's one of the most de-stressing gifts I've yeah. given myself because otherwise, dude, yeah. you can drive yourself nuts over it because you think this person could be up here. They don't think anything along the same lines and you got to let live them live their lives just like you have to live yours. Now you can guide and you can mentor and you can raise your children with the values and the character. But at the end of the day, they have to find their truth just like you have to find yours. Yeah, I can totally see that. Just accept it. It is what it is. If if they want help, we're here. You know, just like we're here. And that's yeah. I love it. Guys, I love the uh, I love the energy of all three of us cuz I don't know about the two of you, but I've I've like moved my emotional state up like two <laughs> solid notches hanging out with you guys. For real. <laughs> well, this happens all the time when we record because we, we we get an idea to talk about something. And then by the end, we're like screaming at our yeah. computer, shaking it. We were just doing that earlier, talking about another topic that we're, we're fired up about. But it, it, it's in the same vein as that of like, we have this thing that we want everyone to, we just want everyone to be successful so badly, yes. but people don't want it. Yeah. And you can, you, you can't only not lead the horse to water. You can't make it drink. You just be the water there. If they, if they want it, you know what I mean? Like that's the analogy that's in my head. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it does. You don't want to force it, man. It's just like a relationship. Like you can't force it. But you realize when you force it, you'll cause them to resent you. Yes. You'll get the opposite reaction of what you guys are going for. And that serves no good. Not only will they not do whatever it is you're thinking they should be doing, but they'll hate you for it. Yeah. But to your point, the energy level, yes, I feel it too. It's not just you. And I know, I, I know John, I see he's like leaning into his computer. So we're all there, man. So, I mean, you, Chris, you spent an hour with us, man, pouring into us, pouring into our viewers. So thank you. Is there anything you want to leave us with before we sign off? You know, here's, here's, here are the three big takeaways, right? At the end of the day, number one, you better focus on your relationships. You better focus on the relationships starting at home. Maybe it's a spouse, obviously it's kids, maybe it's parents, maybe it's brothers and sisters, friends. If you don't make relationships important, 
you lose one of the greatest gifts of life, period. The second thing, and it is more applicable as you get older, but health is the ultimate form of currency, period, end of story. If you don't take care of your health, there will come a day when your health won't take care of you. And it doesn't matter how much money, you know, Steve Jobs, may he rest in peace, had more money than he ever knew what to do. It didn't, didn't do a thing uh, as it related to uh, the cancer that he had, unfortunately. So you got to take care of health. And number three, I'm convinced that as people pour into us, it is then our responsibility to pour into others. There's a, there's a quote that a pastor once told me. He said, life is a gift uh, from God, and our job is to pay it back with interest. And so that's, that's stuck with me. And I got that when I was probably 15 years old. And I'm like, huh, if I'm going to pay this life back with interest, ooh, it's not about what I can take or what I can make or what I can accomplish. Rather, it's what I can do to help others. And to me, that, that's probably one of the richest things along with the relationships that I have to offer this world. And you, you're going to have to cut my head off to get me to not do it. I don't, know, but I don't know a better way to leave it than that. <laughs> um, Chris, uh, to, how do we add value back to what you're doing in, in the GoBundance tribe? So as, as you both clearly have picked up over the course of the last hour, I am interested in growing the quality of this organization, much more so than the quantity. Yep. So what I am looking for is I am looking for high character, value, moral, ethic, relational, curious uh, individuals, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs that are interested in not only becoming part of the GoBundance community, but are actively looking for ways to give back and to invest and pour into the community, just as this community pours into so many. So if there are listeners uh, who are interested in connecting with GoBundance, the website is www.gobundance.com. We have programs from the Emerge, yep. to the Ascend, to the Elite, to the Champion program. Uh, and forgetting the finances for a second, but focusing on the character set, if there's alignment from a character value standpoint, there will be a space for you in GoBundance. Reciprocally, if there's not alignment on the character uh, or value uh, or moral set, then there are great other organizations that we'd be happy to refer you to. This is absolutely about building a community and a tribe that I hope will not only affect its members and their families, but if we can scale this uh, consistently and with the quality focus, you know, I want this organization to change the world one, one member at a time. So that's, that would be my one and only ask because you asked me. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, just see, we've probably put about 10 of our agents into a merge. They've they've signed up for it. So we work with Jamie Gruber. I talk to Jamie all the time. So um, yeah, Jamie's outstanding. I, so his nickname. So one of the things you'll notice about me, if I spend enough time with you, everybody gets a nickname. It's just a fact of life. 
So uh, you can start referring to Jamie Gruber as the energizer because he'll call me. So I'm in central time. He's Eastern time. He'll call me at 730 uh, in the morning, 630 my time. I'm, I'm an early morning guy. I'm usually up at about four and uh, he'll start at about a hundred words a minute and he'll grow to about 200 words a minute in his just communication with me. And I love it. It's great. <laughs> I never leave a call with Jamie not feeling energized. Yeah. Well, he's so pumped up for the opportunity and so grateful for it. And he's kicking butt, man. I, I listen to all the calls and I mean, it's, it's, it's helping a lot of people. It's amazing. Yeah. So. That's our mission, right? We want to pour into others so that they then can go back into their worlds and, and, and keep the cycle going. So I'm super grateful for the opportunity of uh, visiting with the last hour for you guys. Uh, thank you for, uh, for listening to this old guy uh, talk about the stuff that um, we have going on. Uh, and if there's anything else I can do, uh, send me the email so I can get you on the VIP list for the DLP conference in July, which I'm pumped that you guys will go to. Uh, and if there's anything else I can do to help, uh, I think you have all my contact information. Reach out to me. I'll do whatever I can to help you. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Chris. I appreciate it. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye.